From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for July 2nd, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, and John Magi. Julie Martin, Kevin Close, and Walter Eccles are not here for this show. They will be back again next week. This is Now, last week we had more people in this room <laughs> than we could handle, and now we're down to like skeleton crew. But uh, we are going to play your voicemails and read your emails as we do each week. And if you would like to send us a voicemail, toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 9662 the local number, 407-574-5093. In the United Kingdom, toll-free, 0808-120-2316. And toll-free in Australia, 1-800-774-531. If you would like to send us an email, you can send it to podcast at wdwinfo.com or visit our show notes page at podcast.wdwinfo.com and fill out the feedback form there. If we play your voicemail or read your email on the show, you will get a shot at, you'll you get a, a t-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pen and lanyard. And once a month, we select winners at random uh, for a shot at the almighty Prizematron, which now includes not one but two podcast cruises. So a shot to win a podcast cruise for December 2010. How many people do we have so far? We are just under 500. That is crazy. And how many was on the last one? Just Uh, over three. Just over 300. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh no, it's a much bigger, much bigger event. Oh wow. So. Double the fun. Double the fun. Double the cost. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Well, (laughs) cool cool for you. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to get right into it. Our first voicemail this week comes to us from Dale Engelberger, who was the uh, person who put together that uh, awesome uh, musical intro for us last week. So here's Dale. Hi, podcast team. This is Dale Engelberger from Walkersville, Maryland, D.R. Angleby on the boards. I've been following the John is Genius controversy, and I want to just take a moment to remind Pete and Kevin (laughs) and Walter and Kathy and Teresa and Julie and Corey and the late great Bob that you're all special in your own little way, and you should really know that you're... Little? Have you seen me? (laughs) Have you seen pictures of me? Special quotation marks. (laughs) You're appreciated by your fans out there. Having said that, I do have a few questions I'd like to ask the team. Question for Pete. Besides hiring John, what was your best day ever? Oh, God. Well, first of all, I didn't hire John, okay? John came, John came with a building. Um, but uh, my best day ever. I, I, I assume we're talking about the site. What was my, my best day ever? My, my best day on the site. I, you know, I really don't know. I, it's, it's hard to... Uh, all of them are so lovely. <laughs> um, so we had a couple this past week that were pretty special. Yeah. They, um. <laughs> yeah <we did. laughs> um, 
I know if I can think. I, I got to be if I have to anniversary? say if I ha- no if I have to say my uh, uh, you know the most special time I think if I have to identify one it was doing uh, the podcast on the cruise. Oh yeah, last month. Yeah. yeah. So I think if I have to pick one moment because there really and truly have been several, but uh, if I had to pick one, that was it. So question for Kevin. Does John like boxers, briefs, or commando? Oh, God. <laughs> well, since Kevin's not here. <laughs> I'll take a guess. I'm in Kevin's chair. Can you see it? What's it, what's it feel like? <laughs> I'm going to say boxers. Eh. Ron? Ooh. You have to remember I'm gay. We like the hybrid underwear. Ooh, ooh, Boxer ooh. briefs. Boxer Bruce. Okay. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Question for the whole team. If John were made of chocolate, (laughs) what would be your favorite part? (laughs) And finally, I'd like to submit the... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, you can answer that one. (laughs) Oh, man. Holy crap. I'm happy to say I enjoy Skittles. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer his hollow center. (laughs) The place where his heart should be. (laughs) The following track as John's new theme song. You got it, Dale. That will now be John's. We're going to replace the heart music with that because I think that's brilliant. I always tell my agents when they have a question, you should always think of the initials WWJD. What would oh, John do? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Thank you very, very much. That was a horrible email. <laughs> I loved it. That's why I wanted it first. I might stop eating chocolate now. <laughs> if John were made of chocolate. There's your diet right there. <laughs> <laughs> so now every time, it's like, you know, when you go to get, take communion, they give you the wafer, it's Jesus' body. Well, when you eat chocolate, now you're eating, you're eating John. Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll be happy to tell Julia about this email when I hand her the Tolbarone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you something here. Eat this. Oddly enough, it does look like a body part. (laughs) Don't want to know. If that looks like a part of your body, you need to see a doctor. (laughs) You need to see a doctor now. All right. Who has an email they would like to read? Who wants to follow that up? I have one. Okay. This is from NC Bell, Wendell, North Carolina. Hi, y'all. I'm trying to phrase this question right, but no matter how I do, well... Here it is. Here's what's on my mind. In a future trip, I want to get laid. Laid? L.A. I want to get L.A. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's what he gave me to read. Whenever we, NC Beast and I, go to the Polynesian to shop or eat or at Adventureland in Magic Kingdom, I see people with lays. I suppose that there are are no free lays anywhere, so I'm going to need (laughs) info on to where to get a lay. Do they give them out to someone eating at Ohana's or the Aloha show? I want to wear it as I drink a Dole Whip float or while enjoying an adult beverage. Aloha, NC Bell. Where do you get laid? I thought that was a good follow-up to your voice now. Actually, 
just ask for one in the lobby. It's yeah. not that big a deal. Really? At the Poly, yeah. At the yeah. Polynesian. Um, anytime we have Kevin's mom with us and we go through the lobby, we go up and we say, can she have a lay? And they are happy to give her one. And okay. Yeah. Sometimes cool. they'll, they'll be handing them out right when you walk through the doors or when they do the little hula hoop thing for the children. And if you don't see them, go ask somebody because they always have them on the counter. Yep. The, the you check-in can list. always get laid at the Polynesian. <laughs> oh, my. Well, thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Who else has an email they would like to read? Nobody? <laughs> Hard to follow up on those, isn't it? I, I have one. This is from Cindy Foster. I often hear you mention the Disney College program. Can you give your listeners some detail as to how the program works and how a student could apply? No. (laughs) (laughs) Next email. No kidding. Thanks. Love the show, Cindy Foster. She is Cindy Sue. Easy for you to say. On the board. (laughs) Well spoken. (laughs) Well, Cindy, my daughter did the program twice, and I know Corey did the program. Yes. I highly recommend it. My daughter was the type of person who didn't want to venture out into the world, and it was amazing how it transformed her into a, a young lady, a young woman. Um, they come to the your sc- different schools around the country, and it's, unless they've changed it, it's DisneyCollegeProgram.com or www.collegeprogram.com. And you can see the list of where they come, and there's a recruiter that will talk to you, and they interview you, and they really do ask a lot of questions. I know my daughter was all nervous when she did hers, and you have to, like, dress like you're coming to work for Disney. Well, now I believe they do the interviews over the phone. Really? I don't think they do them in person anymore. They don't care what you look like. If you're willing to work for eight cents an hour. (laughs) And they put them up in a, an apartment down here, um, Chatham and Vista, still the two. I don't think they've expanded. And then the commons. Okay. Yeah, there are three. So they've got different locations. Um, it's a great learning experience. They get to work in the parks, and I know my daughter used to call and torment me. I did a, I did a segment on this. I'm trying to find out specifically what show it was, but I went into detail about okay. you know the different jobs they offer and you know, the living experience and what's included and what's not. Yeah, Corey did a great segment on it. Maybe I'll find it before you're finished, before this shows up. I would also go to your college advisor Mm -hmm. and mention that this is something you're interested in and perhaps they can have information about when they might come to campus or how they might go about helping you get into this program if it's not something that's part of the college that, that your son or daughter's attending. And the important thing, too, is to see if the college that you're going to accepts the credits for doing the college program yeah you know well mine didn't but i still did it I, I refer to the college program as a paid spring break i i went there with no money i left with no money but i came back with uh an awesome experience and a ton of photos and julie and a lot of no i i met julie <laughs> after the college program but I, I did meet a lot of friends actually a few of the guys that stood in our wedding i met on the college program so you were in louisiana and you signed up for this at LSU, they came yeah, to LSU. LSU's campus. Mm-hmm. Crazy frat boy. And if they weren't, they were such good friends. How come they didn't have a chair? What? They stood at your wedding. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Put them. But the thing with the school, if the school accepted too, you have to check and see because I know there was some problems with kids like losing their medical insurance. Oh. Wow. If they take a break from school to come down here to do this, so there's some things you really do need to talk to the advisor. And the website does have a lot of good information but it's a great program i mean 
you know, I highly recommend it. Cool. I would definitely recommend it. You did again. I did it twice. Well, oh, I, I went in the summer of 97, and I came back and did it the, the summer of 98, and then I was hooked and packed up. I think I'll join the college program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When we went with my daughter the one time, there was somebody that was in her 40s. She really? was going to college, and she did the college program. Oh, send me people. I always you thought that would be cool. Yeah. It's going to be like well, Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. <laughs> yeah, really. Party in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> now, these are entry-level jobs. I mean, you're not going to come in here and be like a designer or your, whatever your field is in college. Yeah, you're, you're not going to come and do that. These are entry-level um, jobs. You know, you Very. Might, you might be selling Ice cream, Close you might stakes. be picking up trash, right. you might be a lifeguard, whatever. My daughter was what was called a rescue ranger at Epcot, so she got to do a number of things within that, but not everybody gets to do that. Right. But merchandising, uh, the food, janitorial, you could be anywhere. Yep. And I can't find the show, but we'll have it in the show notes. Sounds interesting. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Let's, uh, let's go to another voicemail. Hello, podcast crew. It's uh, Keith from upstate New York, uh, Z-Dog on the boards. Love the show. Love the interaction. I think I've posted that and sent you emails on that before. Question for you. I'm looking at your site, and I'm looking at my iPod Touch, and I'm wondering when can we expect a Diz Unplugged or WDW Info app for the iPhone and iPod? Not that I wouldn't listen or look at the site if I didn't have one, but it just might make it easier to connect. Anyway, thanks. Uh, Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, uh, Keith. And uh, for those of you living in the Syracuse area, if you recognize Keith's voice, that is because he's an on-air personality for WSYR News, Channel 9 Mm. in Syracuse. Um, But uh, I appreciate the, uh, uh, the voicemail, Keith. It's a great idea. Um, uh, let's just say that um, I can uh, I cannot comment. Don't comment. I cannot comment. Well, I could. Should I? I think you bit. just did. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working on something now. I don't want to go into any details, and I'm not in a position. I did, uh, you know, I did say something on the cruise that uh, you know we are we are working on something where you're going to want to have an iPhone or an iPod Touch. Uh, I cannot go into any details. I won't go into any details because uh, this is an ongoing project that uh, we're working on. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, needless to say, from my perspective anyway, it's going to be pretty damn cool. So uh, we don't have a a release date set yet. Uh, This has been a project that's been ongoing for quite a while. And... um, we will have something to announce eventually. So that's as much as I'm prepared to say at this point. I have a feeling that I'll be saying more on that subject in the next four to six weeks. I have a feeling, you know, a year, two years from now, iPhone apps are going to be like blogs. Every, every website's going to have one. I just feel that way. Uh-huh. I don't know. So thank you for calling, Keith. It was, a, it was great to hear from you. Who else has an email they would like to read? I have one from Mark from Plymouth, Minnesota. We are staying at the Swan this December. I am wondering if our park tickets will get us early entry on select days as one would if they stayed at a Disney hotel. And if so, how do we go about ordering tickets to ensure we receive this benefit? Well, it's actually not your park ticket that gets you the early entry. It is your 
room card that will get you the early entry. And yes, Swan and Dolphin guest do get this benefit um, along with the Hilton and Walt Disney World. Those are the two only uh, non-Disney owned hotels that get this benefit. And so basically you just show your room key and you will be able to access the rides. It's not based on your ticket. Right. What you purchase for a ticket. Yeah. So you're all set. Just show up and go to the parks. But you need a ticket. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't just show, just up. show up with your room key. I have my room key. <laughs> Corey, Corey said I could. Right, exactly. <laughs> Corey said I could. Get Corey it. said I could. Oh, in that case, come on in. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> really? Corey Martin? <laughs> all right. Thank you for that, Corey. Who else has one? I have one. Mine's from Claudia in Georgetown, Texas. Claudia writes... Claudia, the genius, is reading your... I am. Claudia writes, we're supposed to come to Disney tomorrow. What can we do if it rains? No. Just- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I swear. I saw that one. <laughs> Was that the entire email? <laughs> That's the entire email. Now, you know, really and truly, there should be... Um, we, we really should do, like, a section at some point of some of the emails and some of the voicemails oh, I yeah. that we get that never make it on the show. Well, Claudia, you wrote this on June 29th, so you're already here, and it has already rained on you. <laughs> so why don't you tell us? So why don't you tell us? What did you do when it rained? <laughs> on a slightly serious note, more serious note, if you come to Walt Disney World and it rains, it's just as much fun. You're going to have all the rides are going to be open. Uh, some outdoor things might not take place. Some things might be postponed. But for the most part, throw on a poncho, take your umbrella with you and have a good time and just enjoy the parks and we do have a we'll include it in the show notes page we do have a uh, a page on the site with uh, suggestions for rainy day activities at the parks odd cut this is like something that come out of my oh brain. you should see some of the voicemails that come in um first of all apparently somebody gave our number as their number and like defaulted on their credit cards or something <laughs> because i get all these collection phone calls and i've called these places back and i'm like look the person you're looking for is not here you should play some of those <laughs> it's like because they were coming in there was a period in time where we were getting like four of them a day mm. oh my god so i think whoever had this vonage number before i signed up for it must have i don't know we have we have one we get for someone who apparently either had our number before or gave our number out at home and it's every day we get a call for this person it's crazy um and then there are the people that yeah that call up and or that uh, you know dial the phone and then don't say anything but we can hear them talking to their family in the background (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you could not have possibly accidentally dialed the number and forgot, and then if there was on, a child's down, if it was a callback or something, a phone might have accidentally. I don't dialed. know. It's funny. We get some, we get some we get some funny ones. And somebody sent an email and thinking we were Disney. Well, the, the funny ones are the ones that call us complaining about our ticket prices. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the other one. That was, was the other one. Read. Yeah, <laughs> your tickets are too expensive. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> this we is from Nick in Edgewater, Florida. Sorry, do you, sorry, you just charge too much for me to go to your parks. Even though I get my birthday ticket for free, it's still just too expensive for me and my wife to go. It will cost $125, too high. <laughs> Nick, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would make them less for you if I could. I feel so bad. It is, yeah. It, your tickets. We're going to send I don't a T-shirt. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I hope this helps. But how is it possible you can Pocket. come? How is it possible you can come to our site and think we're Disney? 
and write to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Yeah, you they should see that? what I get in the feedback account, too. They uh, do. In the menus account, they're always asking, you know. To change To, to change the things. food. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, I can't change the food for you. <laughs> yeah, it just takes all types on the web. You know, but back to the weather today, when we were going over to the parks, remember? We both said it was weird. It was like it was real stormy, and we got to the, the gates. And it was sunny on the other side of the gate. Yes. Costello said, it's always sunny at Disney. Mm -hmm. Because it was storming, and the minute we went through. You should have popped your little bubble and said, said, no, it's not. not. It was really strange, because I said, out my way, it looked like the end of the world with the rain, and we got to the gates. and The minute you went under that sign, we're at Disney. Oh, it's sunny. And Mm -hmm. it's like. So the thing to remember down here is it could be raining on one side of the park and not on the other. So just go with the flow. Put on your 47 square miles. Yeah, Yeah, there was a photo I took of Orlando. Half of the city was covered with a cloud and the other half was sunny. And I took it with my iPhone and I sent it to the news station. And somebody on my Facebook page told me that they They they, they they put my photo up there. When I was over at Magic Kingdom on Monday, it was raining on Bay Lake, but it wasn't raining over at the monorail platform. And I thought that was just so cool that... it was yeah, that there. happens a lot yeah. here, though. Cool. It happens a lot. Rain's on one side of the street, not the other. Mm-hmm. So. so don't worry about the rain. All right. Who else has an email they'd like to read? Well, that started with rain. I, forget. I have one. <laughs> I have another one. Go ahead, Teresa. It's from John Shar. I have a question, which I guess would be more geared towards... Hi, John. Yeah, he sends in a lot, doesn't he? Geared towards Teresa or Kathy, since I don't think Julie is at this stage yet, but I'm happy to take advice from anyone who can offer it. My question is... Do any of you have any tips or tricks for acclimating a child for the characters? I took my son to Disney last year, and he totally freaked, and not in a good way, when he saw Mickey and Goofy. He's four now, and I thought he might have gotten over it, but we ran into Joffrey, the giraffe at Toys R Us. Oh, that freaks me out. That's a yeah. yeah, really. It turns out he's 12 feet tall, and it really didn't go over well at all. Thanks again, John from Baltimore. I would stay back away from the characters to start off with don't rush up don't drag your child up to them and the characters at disney are really good about that if they see a, a child like hanging back right like they don't try to come up and engage them in anything they understand that some kids don't like yeah up close and i i remember when st- we first started taking stella we'd circle around and let her see what other kids were doing with them and that they weren't going to tear her head off or knock her down or something. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, we got in closer. Till now, you know, at the age of seven, certain characters, she still doesn't like the villains. And I'd stay away from the villains because they do kind of get... Yeah, there's some of those characters of I those, don't like. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, is your son start out with, you know... Kathy so frequently is seen running through the Magic Kingdom <laughs> screen. <laughs> Jafar. Jafar. He's scary when he comes around the parade, boy. I would say, too, and Hook. Have, have they watched any of the Disney movies? Yeah. Because sometimes it's totally new to them. Watch some of the movies and point out who Mickey is. Who you might or, see. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might see. We could go search for that character when you get there. But, yeah, definitely don't rush them up to it. Just, you know, stand back, check it out. Also, you know, we see this a lot. Judge your child. Let your child go at their own pace. Don't force them. Mm-hmm. Judge no. them. <laughs> judge, <laughs> your, judge, judge your children. Your <laughs> judge their temperament and their response. <laughs> and berate them. <laughs> because you see the parents, like, you're going to meet Mickey. Man. I spent $2,000 on this vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your picture. Get your picture. Right. Yeah. No, I've we've, we skip characters. We still skip characters because still has no interest in you know, seeing them or getting close to them. So if it's something they're interested in, I don't think you're going to have a problem. Well, conversely, then it could be a great punishment if the child's 
be, well, yeah. misbehaving. Make them go see the characters. Yeah. I mean, Peter Pan scares Stella. But not Peter the movie. Peter Pan scares me. Not the movie, but the guy that, or girl, or whoever it is, at, well, that plays Peter Pan. That's what scares me. It, and it's always the Shim. Yeah. And Stella just looks away. She averts her eyes every time. She's like, ooh, look away. Don't look, don't look directly at Peter Pan. Don't. Don't stare at don't stare at Shim. <laughs> but you know, if the kid loves the character, then go for it. You know, you could also check with a cast member; they can tell you where the characters are. So if your child is really afraid, just don't go don't in go that particular area. He's yeah. cracked himself up over here. <laughs> I do. I kill myself. Shim. Shim. <laughs> You're right. Look away from Shim. She does. She turns her head when she sees Peter Pan coming. She looks away and just waits for it to be over. And then (laughs) she's back to normal. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. Our next voicemail comes to us from our good friend, Don Puckett. Hey, podcast team. This is Don. (laughs) Deepuck1998, also known as Deepuck number number. After listening to last week's email show and trying to keep my breakfast down during a discussion of genius and virtuoso, I thought I should jump on the bandwagon. Hey! (laughs) Watch it, you. Who better to discuss pure perfection, comedic keenness, funniest, sexiest, and greatest voice on the podcast than the one and only copier repairman? You notice I have more background music, which should be the new intro music for this genius, genuine masterpiece of the podcast, Teresa. Every time she talks, I slip into a fantasy world. Her voice, sweet, smooth, warm. Her timing, always perfect. She knows how to play second fiddle to the men while always stealing the show with her one-liners and dumb blonde comments. Oh, no. I take exception to that. Teresa is not blonde. No, I'm gray. Recently red. No doubt to put on an act like that is nothing short of brilliant. We all know that the boat moves. But to dangle a comedy carrot and stick her neck out by pretending to be surprised shows us how much she is willing to do for the show. I got news for you. She ain't pretending. Okay? I got news for you. To me, she is the glue that holds the blockheads together. Thanks, Teresa. You never fail to bring up the average IQ whenever you walk into a room. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Bring up the average IQ wow. when you walk into a room. Dude, my, my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't pretending. I'm we'll talk. <laughs> Have you followed Don's posts on the boards? Not recently. A little bit, I do. Don has a lot of wives. Yeah, he did. Oh, boards. he's the guy with all the Kims and all the wives. I'm on board for this one. <laughs> I, was say, I don't know if that's flattery or what uh, that yeah. is. He's a nice guy, though. Oh, he's a really nice guy. He sweet is. guy, sweet guy. Thanks, I think he's a well, she's been getting she's been getting a lot of these like weird, creepy email voicemails. Oh, did y'all read the one? I had to go shower after I read it. It was just creepy. It was creepy. I didn't bring it with me. It was the guy wanted to know what you were wearing during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. he, went, he was like smoking a cigarette after he listened to me talk. <laughs> It's like, dude. <laughs> Just think he's on your Facebook page. Looking I know. At all I'm your like, photos. which one is it? Oh, my photo. It's like there's something there. <laughs> it's 
creeping me out. I need music. I must have my music now, Pete. Well, yeah, I, I just have to just have to edit down the clip. <laughs> I've got it already picked out. This is bizarre. Oh lord! So we go see. We got the genius, the virtuoso, and the dumb blonde. No, the glue. The glue. The glue. <laughs> the, glue. <laughs> the, glue. <laughs> the IQ booster. The glue. Notice they're all sitting on that side of the table. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, well, thank Lord. you very much for calling in with that, Don. Can I go home now? We appreciate it. <laughs> Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. I know I've already done two. Too bad. This one is from Heather, and Heather's in Kathleen, Georgia. And Heather writes, Hey, guys. This is Heather. Since I've been out of college for summer break, I've been catching up on old shows and have loved hearing the the progression from good show to a fantastic show. I have a question about carrying medication to the parks. My father's a diabetic who must inject insulin three times a day. We'll be taking a break to go back to the hotel, but not for all three of his injections, so he'll have to bring some of them with him each day. The problem is the insulin must be kept refrigerated. Is there a place in each of the parks to cold store medication, or will we have to keep a small cooler in a locker? Uh, will there be any problem getting them past security, like the EpiPens or syringes? And she closes her email with, and just between you and me, I think Kevin is the real genius. I know. Oh, my. <laughs> it's all copycat. I know I'm the only genius. Do I need to put a shout-out to my peeps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... About uh, Corey me. needs one. Julie needs one. Come on, I people. I told you, I'm not you know, above having my family call in. <laughs> <laughs> Just disguise your voice and name. We actually had uh, <laughs> we actually had Leah answer this one because mm-hmm. her husband is a uh, insulin pup di- a dependent diabetic. So she put together a little uh, answer for us to help us out. She writes, my husband is a type 1 insulin pump dependent diabetic, so I was interested in finding out the answers to this question. I checked with Disney information about your medication question. They said that you're able to leave insulin in a fridge at any of the first eight stations in each of the four theme parks. You sign the medication in and then give them some sort of identification so you can check it back out throughout the day. Another suggestion I, I would have is to check out www.medicool.com. There are several different types of personal travel kits that allow you to keep insulin pens and medication medications cooled for a day. They're between $20 and $30. These might be a good option for you if you don't want to have to return to the first aid station several times. You shouldn't have any problems getting through, through security with diabetic supplies. Uh, we've never been stopped even at the airport. I'm not sure where you're staying, but at the value resorts, we have always been given a free fridge to store his insulin in. And she said, I hope that helps. Um, I knew the answer about the the first aid stations, and I knew the answer about um, the uh, refrigerator. I did not know about this company, Medicool.com. No, I hadn't heard, heard of that. That's a really great piece of information, something you might want to look into, because I think that's a good point. Do you want to have to schlep all the way back to the first aid station yeah. throughout the day? So something to look into. Great. Well, thank you for that, John. Thank you for that info, Leah. That's some uh, some very, very good information. Appreciate oh, that reminds it. me. Leah, I'll see you next Wednesday night. She's invited me to the ice cream social when I go to Illinois. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? And you're going to go to Ferris? Isn't Ferris near Ferris the town? Yeah. I don't know. I need to look Ferris up and find out where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, he sent a bunch of photos. Oh, really? Of 
yeah, like the water tower. It says Ferris on it. Really cool. 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 Illinois. Good cool. times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> Who else has one? I have one from Terry. I have a theme going with all my emails I'm reading today. How can you go in earlier at Disneyland? What things should I be considering before going ahead? Please help me. I am very grateful for your help. Um, unlike Walt Disney World, you don't need to be staying at one of the official Disneyland hotels for access to early entry. You can have a three, four, or five-day park hopper um, to get in early entry, and you can also it's also included with certain travel packages. In addition, you, if you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, Calif- uh, Grand Californian Paradise Pier, you can you have access to early entry there. It's not available every day. It's um, open opens one hour earlier, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Days that start with S's or T's. Yep, so I remember it. There you mm-hmm. go. But yeah, and it's Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, and some shops on Main Street will be open. And I don't think, but I don't think Nemo is open early. No. Yeah, actually, um, Nemo is available. The attractions. Oh, are it there. is. Yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland, Buzz Lightyear, Dumbo, uh, Nemo, the Carousel, Mad Tea Party, Matterhorn, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Rod, the Monorail, Peter Pan's Flight, Pinocchio's, um, Daring Journey, Snow White's Scary Adventures, and Space Mountain. Oh, that's quite a few. Yeah. When we when we did it uh, this August, past August, it was pretty crowded that morning. I know when we've done it, there's always been a long line of people trying to get in. It's a perfect opportunity to do Nemo, though, because that one fills up fast. And I did Space Mountain twice. Just, wow. Oh, that's yeah. good. Are cool. they still running to Nemo? Did you do Nemo when you were out there this time? No, I can't get in that thing. I'm, I just, I'm, I'll get too claustrophobic. I remember, though, when, when it first opened that people were, like, running to get back to Nemo. So... But- it was something before Nemo, right? Mm-hmm. It was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yep. What was it, though? Because I remember something else being in that it location. 20,000 Leagues Under okay. the Sea. That's what I, I did that then. So it's, okay. Well, thank you for that, Corey. Uh, who else has an email? I do. This is from Matthew in Claremont, which is close to Orlando here. It says, my wife and I moved to the area in August of 2008 and got our Florida driver's licenses as fast as possible for the simple fact of getting our annual passes. It only took once stepping through the Magic Kingdom before I knew I was going to be hooked on this place. I hadn't visited Disney before we had moved here. Wow, that's really surprising because usually people move here because of Disney. We hadn't visited any other theme parks in the Orlando area until this weekend, and I had an extreme amount of difficulty accepting Universal for what it is. I walked into it with Disney-like expectations, but found myself almost let down. I loved the roller coasters and found Dueling Dragons to be my all-time favorite roller coaster I've ever experienced, but the rest of the park left me feeling let down. My question is, how do you separate Disney from everything else and not go into other parks or attractions without the Disney expectation? I don't mean to sound like Disney does everything perfect, cough, cough, Disney 23. But from my experience, I've been very pleased with everything Disney. You guys always seem to report things fairly, and I just like some advice on not allowing Disney to affect my view of other area attractions. So how do I take my Mickey Mouse ears off before I enter Universal, Islands of Adventure, or any of the other local parks? Thanks, Disney Day Tripper. Wow, silence. Well, I mean, this is a this is a personal thing. I mean, there are people who love those parks more than they love Disney. 
I think it's your own personal experience. You know, I I don't think you can pair. This is a problem people do all the time on the boards. They compare Disney to Universal one for one. They're yeah, and different you can't. Parks. Yeah, they're just very yeah. different. That was something I did early on um, when I first moved here. I would go. I went my first time to Universal. I, I wa- walked around. I was comparing everything. But you know, after a while, it just you just stop. You can't. You it's, just take it for what it is, and it's. Yeah. You know, Universal appeals to other other things. Universal tends to be skew a little bit older. Uh, it's not as much for younger kids as it is for older kids, you know, teenagers, adults. Uh, it's just it's a different experience. And I think if you like to, especially like roller coasters, I mean, I think Universal does it better than Disney. Now, you know, I don't like to go to Islands of Adventure because I don't like roller coasters. So I go to the Universal side. But, I mean, I think there's something for everybody. And, again, with the Universal Parks, you know, there's there really is something for everybody. It's just a little bit different than how Disney does it. But, like, with their Halloween parties, I mean, oh Disney's Halloween party is awesome. But you can't even compare the two. Right, you know, you Mickey's can't. Not So Scary versus Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it's it is like, night and day. Night and night. Yeah, it's just completely <laughs> right. different. Speaking of that, you think Stella's old enough this year? For Halloween Horror Nights? She's no. to go. She'll be okay. taller than Chucky. Look, okay, look, if Peter Pan scares her, I know. Okay. <laughs> we might have some problems. She's asking this year to go. As if Chucky's not in green tights, she'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to just to explain it to her where she'll really understand what she's going for. I told her it would be your most hideous nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of blood, a lot of screaming people in your face. You and might I have to bring her in one of those Bjorns. <laughs> 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 Exactly. But it just made me think of that. She asked me that today and when she saw my little Chucky thing. Julie yeah. won't go. Halloween Horror Nights is not for seven-year-olds, in my opinion. But I did see some there, which you know, It's me not out. to say that people won't bring them, and it's not to say that there aren't some seven-year-olds who'll be okay with it. I think, this is just my personal opinion, I think the vast majority of kids, of young kids, will find it too extreme. Yeah, Universal, univ- you have to remember, uni- part of Universal's uh, heritage, part of their history, is that they are the home. Universal Studios is the home of the horror film. Yeah. Uh, all those you know, real big horror films of the 30s and 40s, that's where the genre was created. So they, uh, they, they really pride themselves on this. So when they put on Halloween Horror Nights, they're not going for a fun trick-or-treat, you know, no. happy, happy Halloween thing. They're going to scare the crap out of you. Yeah, they do. You, there will be people jumping out of, you know, dark places with chainsaws chasing you. There will be, <laughs> you know, really freaky, you know, carnival-like shows with people getting cut in half and having their heads ripped off. and. Yeah. And Blood going everywhere. I mean, this is what they do. And they don't chase the people that can care less. Like when I'm walking down the street, they don't chase me. They're no. chasing the girls no, chasing and the guys me. screaming. They're right. chasing yeah. me and holding me up in the corner of the bathroom where I can't come out. That's, they're looking yeah. for that, you. That's yeah. how I made it through because, you know, they all knew that I was like the big wimp. And when they were coming up, because we have that one picture that Corey took of like the guy coming up, I just started laughing. And it was like, then they were like, oh, I don't want to do it with her. Right. Or the people with the saws, we just sort of walked by and started laughing. And they didn't terrorize us. They went for the people that went like, ah, yeah. you know. See, so, I, I, when I go, I go with Walter. And Walter is my, you know, Walter's the cannon fodder. If somebody comes to me, I grab him. And put them, <laughs> we go through the haunted houses. I go through, you know, 
angling him. I'm holding on both sides of his both of his arms. I'm <laughs> angling him each way so that if anybody jumps out, they're going to get him first. It is funny watching these grown men run around that park screaming like little girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> Yeah, but again, if, if, if you're if you're into if you're into a more extreme Halloween experience, then yeah, I'm sorry. In my opinion, uh, Universal owns this town at Halloween. I mean, oh. Oh, yeah. that Definitely. is, you know, the locals are not going to Mickey's Not So Scary. The locals are going to Universal um, repeatedly, repeatedly, no, <laughs> repeatedly. And uh, I mean, even the billboards they put up around town. Last year, they had a lot they of got uh, a lot of people complaining because really? I'm driving yeah. and I'm being scared yeah. by the billboards. Well, you know, it's, and I just I don't know. I, it's like okay, come it's on. Like, shouldn't you be looking at the road? <laughs> I don't know. Every day we took Stella to school last year. Oh, there's Bloody Mary. There's Bloody Mary. You know. Yeah. And I think it intrigued her. And this year, you know, I don't know. Well, we had to tone down our, you know, our advertising. Yeah. yeah. On the site. People were complaining about it. Really. And it's like, come on. Halloween. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's like, come on, stop it. I'm going to change all the icons, the little Chucky faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A new thread. <laughs> oh, too much. But just keep an open mind when you go over to any of the parks. SeaWorld, um, it took me a number of years before I made it to SeaWorld because, you know, I thought Disney was it. But SeaWorld's another SeaWorld's great place. Beautiful. SeaWorld's beautiful. Great it's laid back. It's more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I could kick myself now for waiting so long to go. So go experience the parks, and you'll find something you like in every one of them, and you won't need to compare them to anything else. I, re- I, I really enjoyed uh, the differences between our SeaWorld here in Orlando and the one out in yeah. San Diego. Okay. It was really, you know, because it's like, you know, almost one of those, I, I was almost tempted, and for years I felt, you know, on some level that, You've seen one Sea World, you've right. seen them all. Not true at all. That's what I thought. Going San Diego thought, was a whole different experience. <laughs> yes. Now, see, I'd been to the one in Ohio, and I'm like, well, geez, how much different can it be? But the one down here is like much better than what they had when it was That's up in good, Ohio. That's good though, so you can hit them all. Right. Yeah. If you're in the mm-hmm. area. Something to think about as a local, you have uh, you have access to these parks not only more cheaply than anybody else, but also during times when other people aren't going to go. Look at it more like your local park. Treat SeaWorld as a park you'll go to, let's say, on a Tuesday. And yeah. just walk around mm-hmm. and enjoy and not have to be, I have to get on every ride or I have to go to Disney. And, and you don't characters. have to stay all day. Right. It's like this morning we were at Magic Kingdom. Go hang Kingdom. out for a couple hours. Yeah. We, and I said, Stella's, you know, let's do all the rides. No, we can come back. Right. We'll we can come, come back. back. Yeah. What's all day touring now for all of us? Yeah. We don't do that. It's like you go over, you see what you need to see, and you mm-hmm. go home. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, that's a, that's, that's a good discussion we should get into at some point, you know, how it changes for you when you move here. Um, I know that, you know, you and I, John, uh, were of that mindset that, you know, coming down and, and living in Florida was going to be like being on vacation all the time. We're going to be in the parks every night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. We were going to always we're going to be eating in, 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 in the parks every night. And, you know, you do that for the first six or nine months, maybe a year that you live here. But then after a while, you know, you live here. But it's a, you know, I don't want no. to get into I don't want to get off on a whole tangent about it. But It wasn't um, that long. We've been here a year now. A year this weekend. Hmm. And right after we got our passes, it was... Every day or every other day, we were there for all day long. And then by the time school started, man, do we got to go back and stay all day? You know, we want to go, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have other things to do in life. When I lived down the street from Universal, I would go just for happy hour. Oh, well. (laughs) Thinking of going to Islands of Adventure just for happy hour is pretty 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because you can. You yeah. can. Yeah. And you have that premier pass. You can park in valet and not have to pay for it. And mm-hmm. Life is good. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, let's go to our next voicemail. Hey, podcast crew. As I've been listening to Pete talk about the increased traffic on Diz Radio, I thought I would share a tip I discovered while trying to get Diz Radio to work with my cell phone. Unlike, well, everyone else, I do not have an iPhone. I'm just not a fan of Apple, and I wanted a phone with the... How can you not be a fan of Apple? How is that possible? I don't get it. Apple's a great company. I used to be that way. I've, I've gone to the Apple side. They're, they're genius. They really are. They're genius. Sorry, but I just had to ask that question. Windows Mobile Operating System. As a matter of fact, instead of using an iPod to listen to the podcast, I use my Microsoft Zune. There's a lot of information on the boards about how to get Diz Radio on an iPhone for free, but I found very little information about a Windows mobile phone. I tried the trial version of the Live 365 application on the phone. I loved it, but as Pete griped about, I didn't want to pay for a station I could listen to for free on my computer. I then discovered that there is a cheap $10 program that will allow me to listen to Diz Radio without a requirement to sign up for a monthly fee. While this is a more viable option, I'd rather that $10 go towards some more Dole Whips instead. I finally found a way to get it to work with absolutely no cost to me. So for those of us without an iPhone and too cheap to pay for any kind of program, here are the steps to get Diz Radio on your Windows mobile-based phone. First step, you need to install a free media player called TCPMP. Now, you can find this program just with a simple Google search. The good thing about this player is that it not only enables you to stream Diz Radio, but it is also a much better media player than the built-in Windows media player on your phone. Step two, and this is going to be a little more complicated, open Windows media player on your computer. Change your online store to Live 365, and you can always change it back. Find Diz Radio and play it using your computer's Windows Media Player. In the list pane on the right, save the playlist as an M3U file. Once you have the M3U file, you will need to transfer that file to your mobile phone. The third step is that you turn on your mobile phone and open the TCPMP program. Then click File on the bottom right of the screen then click open file browse until you find the m3u file you made earlier and click play you should now have Diz radio playing on your mobile phone let me add just one caveat and that is that you really need an unlimited data plan from your carrier or a wi-fi connection for this to work obviously Diz radio is an internet radio station so your phone must be connected to the internet i hope this information can help somebody if anyone has a question, they can send me a message on the board. My board name is 12-1. That's spelled out T-W-E-L-V-E-O-N-E. Feel free to send me a message. By the way, I've also attached an M3U file to this email just in case the podcast crew wants to make it available. Podcast crew, thanks for all you do. Thanks for the great Disney information every week. This is Will from J, Florida. Well, thank you very much, Will, for uh, calling in with that. And I know our Windows Mobile listeners will appreciate it, but this is one of the reasons I love Apple, because 
there's an app for that. You know, not to sound like an advertisement, but, you know, it's, I don't have to go through, this is what kills me about, when, killed me about Windows Mobile devices, because I loved Windows Mobile before the iPhone came out. And, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta pretty much, like, jump up and down on one leg and wave your arm on Saturdays at 2 p.m. in order to get something to work. Where with the, with the iPhone, it's just, you know, you go to the App Store, search for it, you find it, because, you know, more, especially more and more now, you can find an app for anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so easy and it installs itself and 99 times out of 100 it works great right out of the box and you don't have to go through any you know it's time consuming and I, you know there was a time in my life where I loved that stuff. I loved digging into the operating systems and playing around and tweaking and adjusting and doing stuff like that to make it work. But you know especially with the job I have right now it's just I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nowadays I think most people want to just be able to to do it. I know I used to like to fiddle in DOS and do all that kind of stuff, but now it's like I don't have the time for that. And when you can download an app and two exactly. seconds later you're mm-hmm. you're there, you're wow. cooking with grease. It's mm-hmm. like um, uh, why why would I do this any other way? <laughs> Will has a great tutorial voice, doesn't he? He, he does. does. He does. He does. But uh, it's you know there are a lot of Windows Mobile devices out there. A lot of people who love uh, you know the Windows Mobile over. Apple, I don't understand it, when but I respect up, it. Get an Apple. <laughs> well, he sounded like he was one of the hardcore, know, the hardcore. You know. I used to be there. How so long was did I. it take me to, to convert over to an iPhone? How long, long did it take? All? How long did it take me? It took me getting the iPhone before I would even think about getting a Mac computer. Oh, really? And now I've got two. You had the phone first? Yes. I had the phone first. I yeah, that, that was one of the... Uh, it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, well, one of the I benefits, one of the, one of the benefits that Apple has seen from the iPhone is called the halo effect. Yeah. Where, you know, people are using the iPhone and saying, wow, you know, this is really well built. It's really well designed, engineered. The user interface is great. And it makes you more prone to buy one of their... Uh, other things. One of their yeah. other things. And the same thing happened with Kevin. Kevin, you know... Use the iPhone, and now he's a he's a Mac head. Yeah. I'm in a Mac world now. When I have to turn my PC on to find something old, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, I still slow. Uh, no, it's I a have, old PC. See, I have I my PC is still really good. I you know I had a custom built PC done about God, it's two and a half years old, which is the longest a computer has lasted me in I don't know how long. This guy built me an amazing computer, and it really still kicks and. Does its thing, but it sounds like there's a vehicle in our house when I turn that PC on. It's so loud. Yeah, it's cranking. <laughs> How about you, John? You're quiet. I'm, I'm a PC guy all the way. Yeah, he doesn't like his iPhone. You don't like your iPhone? I don't like my iPhone. Really? Oh my gosh! Only because I like a phone to be a phone. I don't need the phone to do all that other stuff. I don't need these new things. <laughs> <laughs> Get him off of my lawn. <laughs> this is what he's... T- I'm telling you, he's turning into his father right in front of us. <laughs> when I'm out of the house and I'm not working, I like that to be out of the house and not working because it's so infrequent. Oh, so I'll if, agree with you there. So for me to have a phone that now gets my email, that lets me check the site, that lets me do stuff, it's kind of like I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, never get away from work. Right. And I think as a phone, I think the iPhone's a crappy phone. Speak heresy. <laughs> I think people, your eyes, I, people are always telling me, I can't hear you, I can't understand you, you're breaking Well, that's up. because you mumble. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I thought that before you got Johnny to Johnny mumbles. 
you know, <laughs> you and Walter. Um, <laughs> no, Walter mumbles. Oh my God, it's oh, mumbler. My big issue with talking to people and my cheek hitting the mute button. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I never hold the phone to my my hand. I always have my my Bluetooth. So I, I need to get something like that. Too. I bought the Bluetooth thing and I hate it. I just it's just not I my thing. I hate it. I hate everything. It's just not my thing. I, I don't know. I, I if I leave this house without this phone, I panic. So do I. And it's you know I, I hear what you're saying though about you know being tethered tethered to work. It's a big 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 problem for me. I can't go anywhere. I can't go on vacation. I can't go anywhere without uh, you know checking my emails and all that stuff to the point where I had the. Uh, you know, our, our rep for AT&T on the phone last week uh, when I was ordering my new 32-gig <coughs> iPhone 3GS. And uh, we were we, we were, strat- were strategizing, you know, the best plans to put in place so that I don't get hit with huge data roaming when I go to Australia. Because I'm like, I'm going to be there for three weeks. I'm going to be updating Facebook and doing stuff like that. And However, that's different. When we were on the cruise... But it's just my mindset is like, you know, Mm -hmm. how do I make sure I can use my phone the way I like to use my phone in Australia and not pay a $5,000 bill when I get back? When we were on the cruise, my laptop wasn't working. For some reason, it was just giving me a lot of trouble. So I went to the iPhone and I was able to check email and check the site and go through some problems that were going on. So if I need it as a tool, that's great. But for me to just leave the house and go out for a couple hours and check my email, that would make me nuts. I see. I, no I checked the email. We went to dinner one time, and I didn't realize until we got to the restaurant that I didn't have my iPhone with me. I almost lost my appetite. And Julie's like, well, I have my phone, but I can't check my email through your phone. <laughs> it's a little flip thing. And see, something weird. If I have to flip your phone <laughs> open, I can't use it. You want to hear something weird? I just learned how to send a text message. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. My sister learned today, too. <laughs> that's so, that's so sweet. sweet. You say sweet. I say sad. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> you just learned. Oh, is your hair blonde? Oh, no, that's mine. <laughs> I just learned how to send a text message. See, that sort of reminds me, like, with answering machines, because I can remember when we didn't have answering machines that I liked when you went out, you were out of touch with people, that you got those times, but... I mean, that's, yeah. you know. See, but this is more than, at the risk of turning the show into a big iPhone commercial. This is <laughs> a, th- this is more than a phone. Oh, this is a oh, mobile computing device. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can't call it a PDA. You can't call it a phone. It's a mobile computing device. This has capabilities that no other phone on the market has. Right. And it allows you, whether it's games or productivity or, Standard uses for a cell phone, text messaging, video, photo. For the love of God, I can edit video on this thing now. The video, it shoots, but I can edit video on this. It's, it is, uh, you know, really and truly. I, for a spe- I'm a gadget guy. I've been a gadget guy my whole life. Uh, so for me, a phone like this is really nirvana. And the Jetsons. The now future. you know you know me. <laughs> I know. I am not. I am far from. You're not a, a neophyte. Tech, I'm not a far from a technophobe. I have every gadget and everything. This just doesn't appeal to me. It's just one of those things where, for some reason, well, you see, you have always had to have your your gadgets had to have a very real utility. Mine could be frivolous, and there is there is plenty of frivolous to go mm-hmm. around on this phone. Don't get me wrong. Um, I haven't even updated the operating system yet. Oh, you need to. It really has made some... <laughs> Copy and paste. And 
It's added some really good features. Mm-hmm. The new, the new. Uh, it's easier to text. You know what scares me about the iPhone is that there was a day when if you lost your phone, you just lost your numbers. With this, if I lose my iPhone, I am screwed in so many ways. As because if it gets in the wrong hands, they can do serious damage. Well, now you're now with the new with the new three three O operating system, you can now brick your phone remotely. You can brick the phone remotely. If you lose your phone, you can brick it. Nobody can get into it. Nobody can do anything to it. You have, and every time you sync your phone with iTunes, it backs it up. So, and there's even it, it, you can use Mobile Me and the GPS locator in this to locate exactly where your phone is. Hmm. So, again, you know, I, I, I'm really sorry, folks. I don't make any money selling iPhones. Okay, there's no. <laughs> Uh, there's absolutely no financial relationship here with me and Apple, but in my opinion, it is it is the superior phone on the market. I don't think anybody can touch it. Um, you know, the Palm Pre just came out, and everybody was all up in arms about how great the Palm Pre was. These damn things are falling apart. That's this is a big complaint right now: is they that they're falling apart. They made them cheap. Yeah. They made them cheap to compete, and that's Apple's expensive. But there's a reason. Yeah, I've dropped it several times, and it oh, still works. No. Oh, this thing's gone all over the place. <laughs> Flying not, through your hands. Well, not this one. This one was just delivered at you know, noon. Yeah. But. Uh, someone had suggested, um, might have been to Kevin, because he was talking about the Kindle. He said, we should do a show on gadgets. Apart from Disney, we should I think do. we just did. <laughs> but okay, seriously. that was episode one right there. You know, we should do a podcast on our gadgets and things we like, because I think we all have our little niche of stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah. Julie, I would would love to Julie would love to stay home for that. <laughs> she enjoy taking care of Ferris that day. That's a, actually it's a great idea. I think we should do that. Our gadgets, huh? We'll, we'll schedule we'll schedule some time in the next month or so to do a gadget show. Yeah, and it It'll doesn't be have fun. to be technical. You don't. We don't have to get into tech. Uh, do you have gadgets, Kathy? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, Kathy's does, big yeah. on gadgets. Yeah. She's like the female me. You should talk about cameras. Yeah. If, She's if, camera. If anybody lady. needs ways to justify gadgets. Call oh, me. Oh. I can give you all kind of excuses. No, oh, I, I can give you the best excuse ever. Start your own website. <laughs> <laughs> Start your own website and have people actually show up. I need it. I must have it. Oh, yes. That's my best thing, walking into Best Buy. So I justify myself, and but i got to have it. You know? So. Wow. But, uh, wow. Well, we, I, we, that we, digressed. <laughs> we really took that one and ran with it. Uh, thanks, Will. <laughs> Um, yeah, Will, and now I'm sure Will is like screaming at his <laughs> what did I his, do? His computer. No. <laughs> Stop talking about Apple. Um, all right. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. So this is from Brian Pearson in Olaf, Kansas. It says Pete. First, I enjoy the podcast. Every show ends with your advice to stay out of the damn lakes. From 1976 to 2001, Disney had River Country theme park, which appears to touch the lagoon. How did they keep the brain-eating amoeba from affecting those enjoying the river country? Or are the amoeba the reason for the closure of the river country? That's exactly why they closed river country. Really? Yep. And where was river country? River country used to be the pool for Fort Wilderness. Oh, it's that little abandoned-looking area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, That used to be basically, I mean, anybody could go and you could like pay to get in, I believe. Right? Mm -hmm. It was like a water park. It was like a water park. It was a mini water park. The first water park. Really? And... uh, I can remember the commercials for that on the Disney TV. But yeah, it was absolutely. It was the. Did Amoeba. someone get sick and they, or did they just decide I, on their sound? I don't know specifically. I'm, my my guess is yes. That was really 
um, I don't. I don't know specifically. I can't sit here and say definitively someone did. I'm guessing they did, Something but I know that him. was the reason. I do know that that was the reason they closed that. Wow, River also, Country is where my dream of becoming a Disney cast member was born. Oh, oh really? really? That's cool. really yeah. somewhere in the woods. You just decided to. Well, seeing the lifeguards. Oh, like, okay. I want to do that. And what do you <laughs> cool. know? I'm here. And the reason why it's changed is because back then, the the what's happened is over the years the silt has built up. And um, the waters are not as fresh or not as fed, so the amoeba has a chance to grow. The count of amoeba grows. Probably what happened was, my guess is, uh, the state came in and started testing waters mm. and decided that this water had too high of a bacteria count. Can they ever change it and get rid of get rid of it at Disney? They would have to. Place? They would have to make a fresh water flow out of it. Probably dredge the bottom of it. Yeah, you got to remember, this amoeba lives in the sediment on the bottom of the lake. It's not just swimming in the lake, you're not going to get it. It's if you're kicking up the, especially if you're kicking up the sediment. That is what releases the amoeba. And again, the likelihood of this happening is slim. But at the same time, you know, the likelihood of you getting into a car accident is slim, but there's a law saying you've got to wear a seatbelt. Uh, just because the likelihood is slim, the fact that it's there. One kid dying to this is too many. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And especially, we've already started hearing reports on the news already this season of kids getting getting sick really? with this. So it it is a real issue. The likelihood is, is low, but it just kills me when I'm over at the Poly or some of these places where the signs say no swimming. And these, these people have their kids out in that lake. Mm-hmm. And what bothers me even more is that Disney isn't enforcing those rules. And for a company that is so concerned about litigation and being a target for lawsuits, they're wide open because one kid, one kid, even though they've got that sign up, they let this, if one kid gets it on, on Disney property, it's a huge lawsuit. They would almost need to hire somebody full-time to, to monitor that. Well, you know, here's what bothers me is that there, there is... There is a lifeguard. That, you know, here's the pool. Here's the beach. It's not like Just it's a mile away. You see somebody. You know, there are cast members all over the place. There are right. cast members that are, you know, serving drinks. You got cast members in the bar, working the bar. You got cast members all over that area. There are people there that can say something. Yeah. And you know, to the average guest coming, it, it <laughs> looks inviting. There's a sandy beach going down onto the water. First yeah. thing you think about is beach. Yeah, I can absolutely, swim. absolutely. I, I get why people do it. Yeah. But it's one of the reasons why, ever since we did that review of the poly, was it last year, uh, oh, when those, I heard about... Those boys playing on the beach. It yeah. just killed me that and day. And I, I decided that that's how we were going to end every show. Um, getting the message out there to people that, you know, like I said, there are some out there who have made light of it. Go right ahead. Go right ahead and make light. You think so little of it, go let your kids do it. Yeah. So Let's start see. screaming like in Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know that. So. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to do it, folks, for our email show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember, stay out of the damn lakes.